Hello there. Welcome to Slice of Eternity podcast. You are not a mistake because God does not make mistakes. You are so special. This podcast will stir up your imaginations and engage your soul to see the beauty and truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ to bring healing to your soul. Kindly like, share and subscribe to Slice of Eternity on YouTube and all podcast platforms to stay up to date on all episodes and events. I am Eddie El Shaddai. I am a pastor and a counselor. In my line of work, I interact daily with people who are from different backgrounds, cultures and religions. I must say that it is indeed an honor and a privilege to listen, to learn and to interact with these individuals and grow my own understanding into some of the reasons why people do what they do and why people choose to believe what they believe. It is also an opportunity to learn about people's unique experiences. In recent times, however, I have been in conversations with people I knew before who used to be staunch Christians, but have now chosen to step outside the faith. Some of them tell me that they have no desire to nurture their faith anymore, while others plainly tell me that they are now atheists. In situations like this, I've always been told that it is not ideal to ever discuss the topic of faith and religion in conversations because people are free to choose what they want and people are free to believe whatever they want to believe. I totally agree with this. It's not in my place to convict anyone. I'm not the Holy Spirit and so I do not intend to do the work only he has the power to do. But then when I meet people like these who do not share the same faith with me or have chosen to step out of the church for reasons best known to them, I see people, I see individuals who are worthy of love and friendship. It is important to mention that some of these people were staunch in their churches. Some were ushers, some were singers, some were very prayerful guys. Almost all these people are so versed in the scriptures. In our conversations, I try to understand what led them to make the decision to turn from the faith. Note that not all those I have interacted with were once Christians, but my focus today is on those I interacted with who used to be Christians but have now renounced their faith in Christ and prefer to refer to themselves as atheists. Sometimes at the end of our conversations, when we have parted ways, I walk away feeling a little bit sad but challenged. But then, I consider these types of encounters as an opportunity to grow as a pastor and a counselor and perhaps learn a lesson in some way so that instead of pointing out to them that they are wrong or try to force them to convert back to Christianity or try to force them to believe what I believe or try to force my religion on them, I do well to listen to them so that we can have honest discourse and not a debate over our beliefs or arguments. So in my interaction with some of them, mainly from Ghana, some of them shared their experiences and grievances and hurts from the churches in which they were once members and how these negative experiences led them to turn away from God to their own personal belief systems. For some of them, they had several questions, but they never had anyone from the church to address them. I will discuss some of these issues in other episodes, but today I only want to highlight a few of the reasons they gave for renouncing their faith. At this point, 
I want to remind you that if you have not subscribed to Slice of Eternity on YouTube, please subscribe so that it can help me grow this channel. Do not forget to leave your comments and questions. I will address all of them in later episodes. Personally, I think maybe God was giving me the opportunity to understand how instead of binding the wounds of others, we have rather complicated their issues and added insult to their injury. I don't remember who said it, but I remember reading somewhere that Christianity is the only religion that kills its wounded soldiers in battle. Sometimes the conversations have ended with me feeling very much convicted. Not just my personal convictions, but convictions for the whole church. How is it that we have shepherds, but the sheep keep getting lost and are not accounted for? How is it that the shepherds do not have an idea that some of their sheep are lost? Although I learned a lot from these conversations, I will share a few reasons I gathered from my atheist friends on how they feel Christians approach some of these issues and how they approach others who do not share their faiths. The first thing I have learned from my friends is that they feel that Christians are snobby and overly judgmental. Now, in today's episodes, I'm not going to point out who is wrong and who is right. In future, I will go deeper into some of these things. But now, I want to show you how others who do not share the Christian faith feel about Christians, whether in the church or outside the church. The questions they mostly ask is, why is it that the people who are called to be salt and light to the world, as John chapter 8 verse 12 puts it, are instead leaving horrible flavors in people's mouths. My atheist friends shared how they have experienced a lot of hurts from the church and from Christians. They told me that most Christians they have encountered were unkind, quick to judge, and made people who are not Christians feel like they didn't matter. In fact, the first thing they have mostly heard is either they are fools for not believing in God or they are going to hell. So because they do not believe what Christians believe, they are often judged. And I have even lost most of their friends on the grounds that light and darkness should not move together. But if I remember correctly, Jesus himself hung out with sinners and showed them his endless love. I feel that for Jesus Christ, even though people didn't believe what he believed in, it didn't mean that they have lost their humanity. And if we cannot show love to people who do not believe what we believe, how then can we reach out to them in love and in compassion? See, in Luke chapter 18 verse 9 to 14, Jesus teaches a parable about the Pharisee and the tax collector who went to pray in the temple. Now, when the Pharisee was praying, he exalted himself and thanked God that he was not like other people who are robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even tax collectors. Such a holier-than-thou attitude he portrayed. But then, the tax collector humbled himself before God and asked for mercy. In verse 14, Jesus emphasized that the tax collector who was hated and judged by the people of his day rather went home justified by God, not a religious Pharisee who thought he was better than the others because they were sinning. In reality, we are all sinners saved by grace, only redeemed 
through the blood and sacrifice of Christ Jesus. All sin is sin before God, so you may not be committing murder or stealing, but maybe you did tell a lie. You know, there is pride in your heart where no one sees. We all sin differently. None of us have clean hands, except the blood of Jesus that washes us. I feel that we Christians shouldn't think we are better than others. Just because we are Christians and they are not, we all fell short of the glory of God. And if salvation is by grace, it should rather be our prayer for God to reach out to the lost instead of boldly labeling them that they are wrong and that they are going to hell and that they are fools. Also, we are here to be witnesses of Christ Jesus and his love for the world and not to be the judge over anybody. Leave that to God and love your neighbor as yourself. We may not believe in similar things, but we can have common things to talk about and show the Christ kind of love to the world and to others. The second thing I learned from my friends is that it is not God that hurts people, it is the church that hurts people. How I understand it is this, God doesn't hurt people, people hurt people. It sounds like some of them have had some bad experiences in the church. Either no one believed them when they tried to open up about it, or they were labeled as rebellious for trying to voice out their feelings or hurts. But whatever it is, I will not try to pretend that people are not hurt by people in the church. It could even be that they experience these hurts from people in authority. As a counselor, I cannot count the number of times I've had to listen to people who have been hurt in the church, even by their leaders and pastors. When some of them have tried to voice out their pain, they were met with threats, hostility and curses. So that means if I love God and I'm committed to his church, I have to suppress my feelings even when the attitude of others hurt me badly. Why do we feel that if someone is voicing out their hurt, it's a sign of disloyalty or that they are disregarding authority? The Bible says God is love. As according to 1 John chapter 4 verse 9, and there cannot be any contradiction to that. I feel that one aspect of the message of Jesus Christ, which has largely been taken for granted, is the aspect of social justice. I will talk about social justice issues in some other episodes of Slice of Eternity. But I want you to know that if people go to the hospital because they need good health, because they are sick and that they need good health, and if people go to the restaurant because they are hungry and that they need food to quench their hunger, and that they need nourishment, then everyone must be welcomed to the church with open arms and not to be turned away with hurts. God is love. We his worshippers must love. And if love does not hurt, we shouldn't make it seem as though people are not spiritual when they feel hurt in the church and want to voice it out. I think we should rather create an engaging platform for people to express themselves in love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 12, we see the demonstration of God's love and how we are to act in that context. The scripture says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And in this 
the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that he might live through him, so that we might live through him. In this is love, and not that we have loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And in this case, I say we should not hate one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. We love others because we are loved. And if we do not hurt ourselves, then we should not hurt others and turn others away and judge others. What people need most of the times is to be heard, is for somebody to just listen and not judge. Else, they keep all their head within them and it pushes them out of the church in the end. We reflect God's love by not judging others according to their sins, but by encouraging and building them up, even if they are not like us. You may be the only reflection of Christ a person has ever seen or will ever see. Be the love of Christ, not the judgment they already received from the world. Be the church that God intended. In some places around the world, there are many grand sanctuaries and cathedrals, but then they are empty on Sundays. In those countries, lots of the people do not want to have anything to do with Christianity or any other religion. The reason is that when you go into the history of the church, you realize that a church capitalized on some misinterpreted scriptures and use that to hurt people, to abuse people, all in the name of the church and in the name of God. And we still do even in these current times. No one takes the time to look back and accept the responsibility for the wrongs done to innocent people in the name of the church. So people look at Christianity in a way that it has been abused by some people and they feel that if that is what Christianity is all about, then they do not want to have anything to do with it. I have reflected on how the church hates people, not God. We are turning people off and demonstrating a negative image of the love of Jesus by being hateful to this already hurting well. Some of my friends even went further to tell me that they have analyzed to this Christianity very well and that they feel that the Christianity as it is practiced today is very different from the Christianity as it was practiced in the early church by the apostles. We want people to give their last money as offerings. But then we do not take the time to give back to the poor who Jesus said will always be with us. The church of today has become more like every leader wanting to build his own empire on the sweat of the people. So we dream of using the same people to build mega cathedrals without really taking the time to care about the well-being of the same people. For me, People have legitimate concerns in the church. People have genuine questions in the church, yet we haven't done much to address those concerns and answer those questions. My friends tell me that there are many others like them who have renounced their faith in God, but only go to the church on Sundays to blend in in order not to be stigmatized by their peers and family. They father tell me that some of them only go to the church not to really hear 
some in quote religious jargons coming from some leaders opinion on the pulpit but they go to the church because that is where they have most of their social life in other words they can easily find their circle of friends there so on sundays that is why they go there and not really to hear the word of god for instance many tongues talking christians still at this point do not understand the subject of the trinity and so when it comes across in conversations with people who are not in their faith they prefer to avoid that subject altogether or end up being confused all the more i think it will be necessary to take these moments to reflect on some of these and be what god intended the church to be like so we can do something for his glory i think god was planting a seed in my personal life on how to see the field of harvest for what it is if god told paul in acts chapter 18 verse 10 that he had many people in the city of corinth then i'm sure god has many people on the street who we haven't probably loved enough to understand them prayed enough for them for god to reach them or done enough to show them the genuine love of god most of the time when we as Christians get into conversations with people who do not share our faith and the topic of religion and our different beliefs come in, the conversation kind of gets awkward. But I think that if we can have honest and open discourse in a respectful manner, the conversation can be very enlightening, especially to us as believers. I think we should be prepared for such conversations with people who are struggling with their faith in God. After all, the Bible said it in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15 to 16 that we should sanctify Jesus Christ as Lord in our hearts and always be ready to defend our faith to everyone who asks us to give an account for the reason why we have that hope in us. But we should do this with gentleness and respect. There shouldn't be any bashing or hateful words exchanged. It should be just an intellectual and heart-to-heart -heart conversation between two people who view the world from different perspectives. What I notice is that most of the times in situations like this, we Christians become so enticed to let our pride get in the way. And so we immediately discredit and cast off the other people who do not believe what we believe. We shouldn't do that. We should rather share our lives with each other. I believe this can open the door for a more deeper and intimate conversation for us to understand each other. Sometimes all it takes is our ability to listen. So listen. Take the time to listen and do not judge. It has never been our responsibility to do the work of the Holy Spirit by convicting others. Pray for those your voice can't reach and those your hands can touch. Love like Jesus did. He will make grace available to save many in ways you can't. This is a small part of my conversation with my atheist friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Slice of Eternity. I trust that we all will take the time to reflect on some of these things. You can follow me or engage me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by searching for Eddie El Shaddai. You can also listen to more mind-staring and soul-engaging episodes of Slice of Eternity on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Please do well to like, share and subscribe to Slice of Eternity on YouTube and leave your comments and questions. Till we meet again, remember, you are not a mistake.